Live from the Jacob Media Studios, it's Serving Our Nation with Dr. Paul McCullough on News Talk 1400 WOND. Be inspired, learn and understand the power of becoming a servant leader and transform your life while serving our nation. Meet those who have served our country. Learn about prosperity and overcome sickness, poverty, and despair. Serving Our Nation begins right now. Good afternoon and welcome to episode 14 of Serving Our Nation on News Talk 1400 WOND. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Paul McCullough. If you are just joining the program for the first time today, I'm going to share with you just a little bit about the heart behind this show and the idea for it. Serving Our Nation is a program that is focused on encouraging people to become servant leaders. My goal is to offer hope and encouragement by having guests on the show each week that have focused their lives on this idea of being a servant leader. Because I really believe that when you honor God and you serve other people, blessings just naturally flow from that as a byproduct. Because serving is for everyone in all walks of life. In previous episodes of this show, you've heard from a number of different people, and just to highlight a few, in the area of military, Rear Admiral Kent Davis talked to us about how he is able to serve other people. In business, Mr. Steve Burton. In the area of faith, I want to give a shout out to Mr. Chris McCall, whose birthday was just yesterday. And in the area of family, I want to give a very special shout out. A few weeks ago, you heard from my daughter, Sarah McCullough, how she's able to serve our family, and today is her 13th birthday. As well as my wife, uh, you heard from her how she serves people both in our family and in the community as a school teacher, and today is our 23-year anniversary. So I just want to give those very special shout-outs today. The real point I want to bring to you is that when you see a need, we should all fill that need. Because beyond anything else, we are all ministers of some kind. We're all called with a special gift, and it's really our responsibility to use that gift to serve other people. Now, each week, I'd like to tell you just a little bit about me as how it ties into our guest for that week. So one of the things that I have an opportunity to do is to serve as a life group coach. And in the past, you've heard from Mr. Chris McCall what a life group is. It's a small gathering of people, and it's really just people doing life with each other, coming alongside each other and being a support system for each other. And so there's life group leaders that lead small groups, and then there's life group coaches that lead those life group leaders to give them support and encouragement. And so since I've been leading life groups for at least the last 10 years, I now have an opportunity to serve as a life group coach. I also have the great opportunity to serve as the president of the Penn and Franklin chapter of AUSA, the Association of the United States Army. Now, I've mentioned that a couple times in the past, but today it's really relevant because of one of my special guests. So today I'm proud to tell you that I have three really incredible women that are servant leaders in the area of business. In the first half of the show, I've got Miss Mel Padin and Noelle St. Clair. They are co-founders of the WOW Center in New Jersey. I want to focus on Mel is also a life group leader and a coach in addition to being a founder of the WOW Center. And Nicole also serves at Kingsway Church as part of the Kidsway ministry. In the second half of the show, I have Miss Erica Webster. 
She's very well known within the Philadelphia area. She's an Army veteran. She is the founder and CEO of both Dub Fitness and Dub Wellness. And she's also a board member of AUSA and GPVN, the Greater Philadelphia Veterans Network. When we come back from the break, I'll be joined by Mel Padine and Noel St. Clair. Stay with us. We'll be right back. W223CO Atlantic City. Live from the Jacob Media Studios, it's Serving Our Nation with Dr. Paul McCullough on News Talk 1400 WOND. Be inspired, learn and understand the power of becoming a servant leader and transform your life while serving our nation. Meet those who have served our country. Learn about prosperity and overcome sickness, poverty, and despair. Serving Our Nation begins right now. Welcome back to Serving Our Nation on News Talk 1400 WOND. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Paul McCullough, and I'm joined here today by Mel Padine and Noelle St. Clair. Ladies, are you on the line with us? We are, yes. Well, first of all, thank you so very much for taking the time out of your schedule to join me on the program here today. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you for having us, Paul. Well, listen, you know, I really want to uh, focus on some women in business for this episode because my goal is to show how people can be servant leaders in all areas. And I don't want to just focus on uh, military and faith, even though those are kind of my comfort zones. But you ladies have really done something tremendous in the area of business. And if it's okay, I'd like to start off talking about uh, your new business venture and this thing called the WOW Center. So I don't want to steal your thunder. I was hoping that you could have kind of tell everybody listening what the WOW Center is and how you got the idea for it. Well, Paul, I mean, the WOW Center, it's funny. It started many, many years ago, and it didn't start as the WOW Center. It started off as a life group called WIPED. And it it was birthed from my own testimony through my marriage and what I went through in my marriage. Um, But obviously, through the years, God loves to do things in our lives and change things up for us. And so, of course, he did, and he, he turned it into wow. And what wow represents is, is the reaction that we give when we listen to the stories of the women that, that we do life with, you know? So when we hear a woman's testimony, our immediate reaction is wow. So that's where that came from. And, and then, you know, throughout the years, we just we have been ministering, serving, and loving on and doing life with so many women from all across the board, you know, women from all different walks of life that um, just recently, about a few months ago, we we became a nonprofit, and we are now the, the WOW Center. Um, there is no actual center. The center is our home. It's my home, my garage, and, and my living room, and kitchen, and, and everything else. Um, but we are praying, and we're believing that, that one day the Lord will give us a center. I love the idea of... Your center is your home. Because when you said that, it makes me think of people like Bill Gates, people that just have this idea. They have a dream in their heart, and they literally start something out of their garage. And out of that, they pour their passion and their heart into it for years, and then it winds up becoming a multi-billion dollar company. So I, I, I just love this idea of just humble beginnings and you're just doing it in your home and doing it in your garage and you're just loving on people. I, I love that vision for it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I often say to Mel, I feel like I'm coming into this um, ministry of hers in, in you know, Chapter 3, um, but I, I joined um, a life group that Mel led in her garage. It was our WOW workout, so women get together and exercise and then pray and really focus on well-being um, holistically. And um, I, I could tell very quickly how God was using Mel, and I have a background um, in nonprofit finance, and so we just decided together to make it an official nonprofit. And um, the mission of the nonprofit is empowering real women with real stories to thrive, dream, believe, and pursue the impossible through love and community. So love and community is huge. You know, we, we do have this vision of one day having a physical location in the center, but we're not letting our, our lack of a, a physical building get in the way of, you know, sharing God's love and building community wherever that may be. And right now it's at Mel's home, um, but it's also wherever our, our WOW women are meeting um, through financial literacy classes or outreach to women who are experiencing urgent needs. You know, the way we come together takes a lot of shape, um, but it's all it's all in support of that mission. So in response to that, I have to say, wow, because it is so <laughs> impressive. I you love it. it. <laughs> well, listen, you did talk about your mission and vision, but I wonder if you can tell me a little bit about your members. You Talk to me, and you said that you're serving women. What, what's kind of the demographic of the women that you serve? So, you know, is there somebody that maybe is too young? Is there too old? White, black? Like, what, what's the demographic of women that you're serving? It's, it's actually beautiful. It's, it's all ages from all different walks of life. We literally, our youngest member is six years old, and our eldest is probably in her 50s, 60s. I mean, I've had, I once in one of my groups, I had a woman that was 79 years old walk into my living room and joined our group. And and here we are, we're floored because we're like, oh my God, we're going to learn so much from you. And she turned around and she said, oh no, you're mistaken. I'm going to learn so much from you guys. And I, I mean, and that's just the beauty of, of the, the difference you know, in ages and, and just walks of life and, and backgrounds and cultures. I mean, we have just about every background you can name and think of um, that have either been a part of the group or still a part of the group coming in and out. Like, it's, you know, it all depends on the season. I'm going to say it again. Wow. You guys are really <laughs> impressive. Well, I, I think I heard you say something about financial literacy. I mean, are there services that uh, you offer as a nonprofit to the women that come to your home? Yeah, so the the one service that we've been offering, as we mentioned, is the WOW Workouts, which is group boot camp style exercise that can be modified for all levels of fitness. Um, all ages are welcome, and that's free to the community. Um, we do that evenings and weekends. And we're also rolling out financial literacy training. It's a six-week course and we go through things like savings and checking, uh, lending and borrowing, investing, insurance, taxes. Um, we know that money can't buy happiness, but we do this because we want to help our members thrive and be in a position to pursue their long-term dreams and really the calling that God's put on their heart. And um, we know we're called to be stewards of our resources, and we want to share um, the, the learnings that we have in that area as well. So. Again, we really try to take a holistic approach, and those are the services that we're offering right now, free, via Zoom or in person, as everybody has different comfort levels at this time. 
um, and also available in English and Spanish, which, again, speaks to the diversity of our group. I think it's a really beautiful thing. Um, the WOW Center really reflects the community, um, and it's diverse, and, and we all come from such different backgrounds, but yet have a lot of shared experiences and find strength through sharing our individual testimonies. I, I did hear you say the word free. Is that hear that right? Free, no cost. <laughs> That's I, right. Um, I, as a nonprofit, you know, we, re- we rely on the generosity and donations of our community so that we can provide these services free and make it accessible to everyone. And that's for the financial literacy and the well workouts. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And and pretty much any other service that we offer. Yeah, and our, our website's um, thewowcenternj.org. Um, if anyone listening wanted to learn more about those free services or join, again, it's open to all, and, and we're in a season of growth and, and looking to reach more people through what we're doing and what God's allowing us to do. Well, if there are women listening today and they want to sign up or get involved, like, what do they do? Do they just, like, show up on your doorstep? Do they call you? Do they email you? What's the procedure? So the best way to reach us is through email because right now we don't have an actual office location. So um, email is the best, and they can email us at info at thewowcenternj.org. And we usually get back to them within 24 to 48 hours max. They can visit our social media platforms at thewowcenternj, either on Instagram or Facebook. And obviously the website, like Noel had mentioned before, thewowcenternj.org. Um, and then through all those different um, platforms, you can reach us, you can send us a direct message, you can email us, and we definitely will get back to you um, within 24 hours. Mel, I, I, I love the heart behind that. And if it's okay, I want to just briefly shift gears to what you two ladies do at Kingsway Church, because I feel it's kind of like the underpinnings. And if I heard you correctly, Mel, even maybe the birth of oh, yeah. the Wow Center. Yeah. So can you kind of unpack a little bit your role as a life group leader and a life group coach? Like, what does that look like? How do you serve people in that capacity? So, you know, when I started going to Kingsway about four or five years ago, um, my first experience was a life group, right? And so that changed my life. It, it radically changed my life. That's when I really, truly learned about community. Um, and so... Because, you know, continuously being a part of a life group, like literally, we were like in two to three life groups a week, you know. And so as the years passed, I started leading my own life groups. And then one day, um, you know, I, I was given the opportunity to become a life group coach. And so that has helped me a lot in, in just helping raise up other leaders, you know, helping raise up other people to, to take on leadership and, and have their own life groups. And yeah. so that's where Weiss was born. Um, Weiss was born because I was allowed to to lead a life group, a woman's life group uh, for married women. And then, you know, through the years, like I said, Weiss, and then it turned into WOW, and, and now here we are. That so is, it's, it's because of a life group. <laughs> that's great. Well, Noelle, I mean, you're certainly no slouch. I mean, I understand that you do a lot of work with Kidsway, and I can only imagine that that would also influence your work at the WOW Center. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, I think... Um, the, the fact that we're open to all ages is really important. Um, Mel shared we have uh, a six-year-old who works out with us often and, and really pushes us. Um, and I, I think the, the beautiful sentiment about all ages have something to teach each other. You know, we can find a lot of wisdom from, from the youth. Um, 
And so it's it's a great, um, you know, community that includes everyone. And I will just echo what Mel said about the life groups really being an inspiration for the WOW Center. I think it's so important to have a place where you can take the mask off and, and be yourself and just do life with people who have shared values. Um, and, you know, this, this concept of discipleship, uh, raising more leaders and, and really just having that ripple effect, um, I think definitely is. Uh, evident in the the life group um, aspect of Kingsway Church. So that's really been a blessing for me uh, as part of the church as well. And that's how we met. We This wouldn't have happened if we wouldn't have been in a life group together, you know? So that's it's right. beautiful. Right, it really is. <laughs> So would you say, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think what I'm hearing is that one of the biggest blessings that you've gotten from serving at Kingsway Church, both in Kidsway and in the life group ministry, is one, coming together for this new effort, and two, just really fellowshipping with each other and developing relationship with each other and with other people. Is that a fair statement? I don't want to put words in your mouth. No, it's very fair. Yeah, it's, it's very fair. Yeah, and I, I think it's amazing if we stop and recognize how God orchestrates things mm-hmm. for us. You know, there was a time in my life where I attended a church community, and I wasn't a part of that church community. And I think the way Kingsway calls people to go deeper and to really get to know each other and become a community, um, you know, Mel and I wouldn't have been able to come together as partners if not for that. So, we have very complementary skill sets and, and feel that um, God is using us for this vision of the WOW Center, and we just continue praying to guide us in the right direction and, and to make it something that will be um, helpful to, to women in our local community. And if I could piggyback off of that, Paul, just more importantly, you know, in Life Group, especially at Kingsway, they, they really talk about taking off that mask, like you had mentioned earlier, you know, and really being real and honest and transparent. And that was the first thing that Noelle and I did. You know, when we got together and we said, okay, are we really doing this? We literally took off the mask. We peeled off the Band-Aids, you know, (laughs) and we said, all right, this is what we've been through. This is what we're afraid of. Are we still willing to do this? And and the answer was yes, you know, And, and, and that was amazing because once again, you know, through a life group, through honest and real conversation, through being real with each other, you know, we were able to say, okay, we've been through this, but let's keep moving forward. Let's let's do this for the kingdom of God. You know, let's build the church, you know? Amen. Well, ladies, mm-hmm. I've got about a minute left with you, so I want to ask you one last question. If there's women listening today, and they might be hesitant to get involved or to serve others, maybe because of financial things, maybe because of family obligations, the list can go on and on and on of demands that women have to balance. What advice would you give to them to be able to get in the fight and start serving other people and build God's church like you just talked about? So I would just say, you know, I think our vision is really to be a a place and a community that empowers women to fully embrace and believe I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. And so I think putting that first um, gives us the strength and the energy we need to fulfill all the other roles and responsibilities in our life. Because women, as all people do, sometimes tend to put others before themselves. But I think if we find a community that helps us grow in our faith and, um, you know, deepen our walk with the Lord, we, we will be able to live a much higher quality of life. And that's really our goal. Yep. Amen. 100%. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies, it has been an absolute honor and a privilege to have you on 
the show today. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for all that you've shared and all that you're doing with the WOW Center and serving at Kingsway Church. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. All right, ladies, thank you again. When we come back from the break, I'll be joined by Miss Erica Webster. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you're interested in connecting with Dr. Paul McCullough or interested in being featured on the show, contact Jacob Media Partners via LinkedIn. Now, back to Serving Our Nation. Welcome back to Serving Our Nation on News Talk 1400 WOND. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Paul McCullough, and I'm joined here today by Ms. Erica Webster. Erica, are you on the line? I am, Paul. Well, first of all, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to be on the program today. It's an honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I feel honored that you even asked. Well, listen, you have done a tremendous amount of things with your life, but I want to start what I think is the beginning, if I uh, read your bio correctly, and that's your time in the Army. So would you share with us, like, what made you get into the Army? How, when, and why did you join the Army? What's that journey like for you? Um, so I come from a very military-oriented family. Um, I'm actually the first one enlisted. but So I was always into it, and I was into the fitness and watching military movies, and I kind of knew that that was the path that I was going to go. But I was a sophomore in high school when um, the events of September 11th happened, and it was, you know, it's second period sophomore year, and I'll never forget that I, I had that that call to serve. And um, I tell people that I think it's something you're, you're born with. I think that it's just in your DNA, the, the want to serve others, whether it's your country. Um, and for me, it was for my country. So I went right to a recruiter's office, which was everybody else's idea as well. I remember uh, the recruiter told me that I couldn't come back until I was 17. I was 16 at the time. So I waited until my 17th birthday and I went back to the recruiter, and um, I was a junior in high school, and you enter what's called the delayed entry program. It was actually the Marine Corps at first. I didn't join the Army first. Um, so I did that, and I just I wanted to – I don't know how I wanted to defend my country. I just know that I wanted to be a part of the force that was coming together to take care of Americans. And, um, you know, it, that's honestly never left me. But my, um, my dad was super proud, and my mom was kind of, you know, uh, I don't think she was against it. She's very supportive now, but at the time, she just couldn't understand why her teenage daughter wanted to go to war, you know, and, and I had to explain to her, it wasn't sure. that I wanted to go to war. It was, I wanted to be in this force. I wanted to defend her and protect people like her. Sure. Um, so that's how, that's how it um, came about, and then the rest is history. <laughs> so... What role did you have in the Army? Like, how did you serve others when you were in the military? So I was in the military police corps, um, and I worked in uh, inside of the, I don't know if you're familiar with the United States Disciplinary Barracks, uh, which is at Fort Leavenworth, and we, uh, I was, actually, Guantanamo Bay was my first duty station. So the irony of, you know, September 11th being, like, the motivator um, you know, I'm 18 years old, freshly 18, right out of high school, and the first duty station that I get is um, at Gitmo with the masterminds of 9-11. Um, 
So that was kind of like a reality check for me. You know, you watch movies, you watch TV, you talk to a recruiter, you talk to people in your family that are military, but you never really understand it until like you're in it, right? Until you strap your boots on and you're in formation and you're going to work to do your job and you're like, oh my God, this is, you know, this is my life now. Um, so I, I had a, I don't say a rough start, but it was, um, it was challenging. It was my first time away from home, but I ended up kind of, I guess, like latching on to good leadership and you learn from bad leadership. You learn from good leadership. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to take care of the people around me, um, while being away from home. And so I kind of would always volunteer to be the first to do something, um, or I would, you know, the first signs of leadership where if someone, it was their birthday or their anniversary or they wanted to call home, I was always the first to like offer up their shift or to take cover their shift. And so, um, and my mom would always tell me that she said, you're always the one that was always stepping up. You know, I, I volunteered at Mississippi Living when I was younger. So I was just always wanting to be involved. I don't know if I just wanted to be, you know, have attention um, or if I just wanted to help, but I think, you know, it was a little, maybe like a mixture of both. But um, it was more about just I, I felt proud and the fact that I could serve in any capacity, you know, whether it was serving my country or serving my peers or serving leaders. Um, it was just about being a part of something bigger than me and continuing the service and kind of like leading by example, I guess. Erica, I, I love what you said there, that it's just kind of like in your DNA that you just have this heart for it. Because I, I can only imagine an 18-year-old girl away from home and your first assignment is at Gitmo and being an MP, I mean, I would think that you're not the most beloved person in uniform to begin with, you know, with giving right. tickets and, you know, seen as an authority figure and so forth. But then to be at Gitmo, I can only imagine that there were some not so lovely words and colorful metaphors thrown in your direction. Like I would think that your heart really has to be about serving others to be able to endure that. Oh my gosh. And it's, and being a female too, yeah. as well, you know, so, yeah. um, the culture is they don't, they didn't like women. They didn't like women, especially in leadership positions. And it was, and they didn't like America. They didn't like us. So it was very eye opening. Um, you know, like there's, obviously I can't disclose most of it, but sure. I mean, it, it was, um, it was sometimes I was scared and I, you have no choice but to go and, and it, it, Builds character, um, and yeah, I think that's like when you're put to it, it's like, are you going to be able to walk the walk instead of just talking the talk? And, and you learn, you learn really quick your metal. Um, so it, I mean, it was scary, and, and I remember so we, the cell phones and like Skype wasn't a thing. I'm like, date, I'm like, so back in 2005, but that's when it was. So we had calling cards. So like, once in a while, I got to call home. So it wasn't like I had a support system right there with me. Um, so it, I firmly believe that Guantanamo Bay being my first duty station really shaped, shaped me, um, for the woman I am today. I, I love that. Well, I know that you didn't do a full career, but I wonder like, what does being a veteran mean to you? And how did you parlay that and carry that forward into things that you did in the future? So being a, uh, like a veteran to me, I think is always, it, whether we're putting on a uniform or not, you know, I always say I put on my invisible uniform every day. I might not be physically strapping or lacing up my boots the way that I used to, um, but it's my responsibility 
to kind of, I don't want to say like spread the message or like share like the good word, but there's such a, um, a stereotype, I think, that surrounds military people in general. Yes. And I, I find it very important to be a voice to say, hey, that's, that's not true. Maybe that is a small minority, but like, you know, we are still continuing to serve. And, yes. you know, when I exited the army, it wasn't because I didn't like it. It was because I missed my family so much. My sisters were starting to have build their families and I missed my parents. And I just, you know, to me, it was like a, Hey, do I leave my army family and go back to my blood family or do I leave my blood family? And so it was very hard. And I knew that I just wanted to continue um, serving. So I wanted to be the model veteran. I wanted to get involved in my community and I started it in college where I just started like rallying students to, Hey, like come hang out at the vet center. We're not weird. No, we're, we're not different from <laughs> you. I'm just like you. Um, and then that's how I started getting involved in organizations and then with, you know, helping women and just showing people like it's okay to say you're a veteran. And I think, I mean, we still have a long way to go, but we've also come such a long way so, so I feel like I still kind of have this oath that I swore to take care of my brothers and sisters, to live the Army values, because stuff never leaves you. Um, and I guess, I don't know, it's like encouraging students that are in high school to join the military if that's what they want to do and showing them that it's, it's not all bad, but be educated and know what it is that you're doing instead of making blind decisions. Amen. Well, you talked about empowering women. And that leads me to the next thing I wanted to ask you about. You have started two separate organizations that I think are related, but definitely have a different focus, Dub Fitness and Dub Wellness. And I believe they're both focused on women. Can you share a little bit about that? Yes. So Dub Fitness was my, was the original, the OG gym. Um, and Dub stands for W, which is my last name, because I wanted something that was always going to bring it home to me. Um, so, it's an all women's fitness facility. And the idea behind it is you know, you're going to come, you're going to get a great workout. I'm going to make you sweat, but that's not the purpose. The purpose is to come in and maybe you have to cry it out. Maybe you had a bad day. Maybe you and your husband or your partner are in a fight, or maybe your kids are just absolutely driving you crazy and you just need a place to go. You don't always have to work out. You know, we have we have this little room. We have a refrigerator with wine and beer in it. So sometimes people just want to come and they want to have a beer and be around like-minded individuals who are telling you, hey, it's okay that you feel this way. You're not alone. Um, and then the physical aspect of it is empowering to be strong. And a lot of these women, you know, are coming from abuse or are in a current situation where they are experiencing abuse. And there is no better feeling than building up your physical strength um, and, and learning that, like, you, you are capable. Like, you are enough. And that's kind of, like, what we just, like, put into everybody's head every single day is just reiterating, like, you are stronger than you think and you are not small and you are not this little person. You can do all these things. Um, so not only do we do these classes, we do run clinics. We, you know, have 65 year old women doing Spartan races with us, things that they're just like, no, I'm too old. And no, you're not. And we don't just push people out into it and expect people to do things. I mean, we're down there with you, whether you're completing your first push up or you're running your first marathon, we're alongside of you. And that's kind of what 
at the leader that I was in the army is I would never make someone do something that I couldn't do, hadn't done, or wasn't willing to do next to them. And that's kind of the same mentality that I have at my gym. And then the wellness started during COVID actually, because we were going virtual and so many women across, you know, the United States, because I've been in the military, I have a lot of friends everywhere. We're just like, why can you open up a dub fitness in Kansas? Open one in California. And it, this COVID, I mean, sadly, um, everything that happened, but it gave me the opportunity to extend my reach virtually. So um, with awesome women, and it started actually with some of the women that come to my gym, we all got together and we developed an app. And now it's more leading towards just corporate companies. So say, for instance, you own a company with 100 employees. For just 100 bucks a month, you get to gift this fitness to your employees as an incentive to, you know, for retention or to just get them moving and motivated because uh, a healthy employee is a better employee. But I also want these employees to feel a part of a community if they're working from home or they're doing distant, you know, or if they're away, wherever it is, everyone deserves the right to feel what women feel inside of Dub Fitness. So we've just kind of expanded that to just being virtual. So the wellness part is the virtual and the corporate I'm just trying to get into the homes of everybody in the United States and, uh, you know, even maybe internationally. But I just feel that, you know, the opportunity that I have to spread what I know and what I can do, it would be really selfish for me to not do all that I can to get as many people involved as possible. Amen. I, I love your passion for it. Well, would you say, I mean, given all of the things that you've done with Dub Fitness, Dub Wellness, and all the women that you served, what would you say is your most memorable moment that you've experienced so far with all that? Um, you know, it, it, this is a very hard uh, question because there's so many. Because every day there's a milestone. I get text messages from women. But I'll tell you this. My mom is a member at my gym. And my mom, you know, she has had such a hard life. And everything she did, she did for I'm one of four girls she did for my sisters and I, and she just gave up her life for us. And she does this now for her. And so she started with me uh, seven years ago and she is committed three days a week. She has her three days. Everyone knows not to mess with her on those nights. Um, but watching her transform her body and just her, her mental, her mental fitness um, and being able to almost give back to her because she gave to us and she gave up things for us for so long so to be able to give her a, a place where she sees her strength and women, other women look up to her and everyone kind of wants to, everyone's like, we want to be Barb when we grow up. And I think, she, I don't know, it's like I get to give this back to her. I get to give her this fitness, this life where she just feels good. And we, we always say she has um, the Benjamin Button disease because she just looks younger Every time like, she gets older, she just keeps looking younger. It's not fair. Um, but I get to, I get this with my mom, you know, and one day when she's not here anymore ah, and I get to go to my gym, I get to, you know, know that I built this with her and it's just something we get to share. So I don't know if that's cheesy or not, but you know, she's my best friend. And I just, I don't know, that's the fact that she comes to me and works out there and it's just, I don't know, it's something that we have, if that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense, Erica. I love it. <laughs> And we have about a minute left. So the last thing I want to ask you, I mean, you've done so much. You have a heart for this. It's incredible. What recommendations would you give 
to young women that might be discouraged by physical fitness, that might be discouraged by their appearance. I mean, society speaks such words of hate and you're you're not good enough, you're fat, you're this, you're that, and it makes women feel not good about themselves. What would you say to those women that might be feeling that, that are listening today? Um, I just want to tell them like, they are not alone. And, you know, I have days myself where I get lost into that Instagram or Facebook or that social media black hole of just comparing myself to everybody else. And then I have to remind myself, one, these people on social media can portray any kind of life that they want. And so self-love and knowing your self-worth, I think, is something that just is, is earned, right? It's learned. It's something that you have to practice every single day. And it's about surrounding yourself with like-minded people. And so that's when I say these women, you know, at Dub Fitness, it's not just for the workout. It's they've found a group of people who are empowering and share the struggle and share the victories, you know, and they're just in it together. And I think it's important to have companionship and to not do things alone. Um, another really, really good tip that I like to say is, if, even for anybody, not just women, but if you see something and you're scrolling social media and it doesn't like suit you, it doesn't serve you, unfollow it, block it. There is no need to have that like that pull, that that black hole just kind of calling your name when you can just simply click it away um, and reach out. And I, I always say, send me an Instagram message, send me a Facebook message, send me an email. I love talking to anybody, strangers, whoever, because sometimes we just need someone to say it's okay. I get it. You're going to have a bad day. Cry it out. And guess what? Tomorrow you're going to wake up and you're going to try again. And if you fail, okay. As long as you keep trying. Amen. Erica, I love it. I love your passion. And I want to thank you so very much for being in the program today. Your words are absolutely inspiring. Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome. All right. Thanks again, Erica. When, When we come back from the break, we'll reflect on the lessons of servant leadership that we've heard from today's guest. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Had my back, you are good to me all the time. If you're interested in connecting with Dr. Paul McCullough or interested in being featured on the show, contact Jacob Media Partners via LinkedIn. Now, back to Serving Our Nation. Welcome back to Serving Our Nation on News Talk 1400 WOND. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Paul McCullough. As we close out today's show, let's just briefly talk about what we've heard from our guests. In both guests that were on the show today, we're really all three women, you heard about how they serve in the area of business. And I was just overwhelmed by the amount of similarity and synergy between what these women are doing. So first you heard from Mel and Noel about their work at the WOW Center, and they have these WOW workouts and these financial seminars and really just a place for women to come together and fellowship and to do life together. And it was birthed out of the idea of a life group. They were doing life together in a life group and said, well, this is really great. And they kept hearing the word WOW when women would give their testimonies. And so they made this WOW Center. And now they're serving their community and they're making a business out of it. And then when you look at the life of Erica Webster and what she's doing with Dub Fitness and Dub Wellness, you heard her talk about the dozens, hundreds, maybe even thousands of people that she is touching now nationally and internationally with her businesses. 
but you heard the same thread, the same heart and passion from Erica that you did from Mel and Noel. And that is doing life together. I love how Erica put it. You can come and work out, but if you've had a bad day, you can cry it out. And that's kind of the same heart that I heard from Mel and Noel, that they're there to do life together. So I was just really overwhelmed and just impressed by the work that these women are doing. But their work didn't stop there. They also serve people through their faith. You heard both Mel and Noel talk about how they're life group leaders, life group coaches. They serve then kids at the local church. And then you heard Erica talked about how she served in the military and how that really affected and colored everything else she did after that. And I absolutely love what she said when she observed the events of 9-11. She just felt this compulsion to serve. She was absolutely called to serve. She said it was in her DNA that she had to get out and do something to make a contribution to the fight. And that really is just the heart of this program. That no matter what your giftings are, no matter what your passion is, we all can serve in some way. Now listen, just very briefly, every week I talk to you about when you put good into the universe, good comes back to you. And so this week, I just want to be just a little bit selfish and tell you I am so very proud of my now 13-year-old daughter. It has been a long, hard road 13 years of just continually pouring into her, helping her to grow, to develop, try to teach her the right lessons, taking her on father-daughter dates, trying to do all the right things. And now she is 13 years old. She is now a young woman. I can no longer call her my little girl, my baby. She's now a young woman. And the person that she is today and the person that she is developing into, the woman that she is becoming, absolutely just blesses my heart. And I'm actually doubly blessed because as I mentioned earlier, today is my 23-year wedding anniversary. And it just so happened that my daughter was born on our anniversary. But again, with blood, sweat, and tears and just all the energy that my wife and I have invested into our marriage, I feel like our marriage is so strong today, now 23 years later. So if you're listening today, and you might be having a hard time with your kids or maybe you're having a hard time with your marriage, I would just say to you, it's worth it. Because when you put in the time and the money and the energy and all, all the love and the hard work, it is absolutely worth it to see your little girl grow up into a blessed young woman and to have a marital partner that loves you no matter what you do and will always be with you. I, I just feel so blessed today to have my wife and my daughter. Listen, next week, two very, very special guests for you in honor of the Memorial Day weekend. My first guest is Lieutenant General, three-star general, Dave Bassett. He's a career Army officer. He's the director of the Defense Contract Management Agency, and he happened to officiate my retirement from the United States Army in 2018. Second half of the program, I've got Mr. Ralph Galati. He's an Army veteran, a Vietnam prisoner of war for 14 months, and he serves on multiple boards and is the strategic advisor for J-Dog Brands. I want to remind you 
to sign up for my Spotify and Apple Podcast mailing list. And you can do that through my website at reverenddrpaul.com. That's R-E-V-D-R-Paul.com. You just need to check out the show tab for previous episodes of this program, and I can send it to you in an email every single week. As you go about your business this week, no matter where you're at, what you're doing, always ask, how can I help? Thanks for listening, and join us again next week.